Welcome back to Microfamous. With all the talk around paid podcast subscriptions, you know, with Apple releasing these new uh, service options for podcast uh, subscriptions, there's a lot of talk just kind of in the podcast world about this new option for monetizing podcasts. So it's really a great opportunity to cover an idea that I've talked about behind the scenes, but it isn't in the Microfamous book. I really haven't talked a lot about it publicly. I've talked about it more behind the scenes with clients. And that is this. There's a big difference between a product that helps you build demand for you versus a product that harvests demand that already exists. And I want to give you a couple examples of what I mean by that. So if you've ever read any of Dan Kennedy's stuff, you might have stumbled across this story that he tells where he was going through his uh, his literal file cabinet, like his swipe file. In those days, it wasn't just a euphemism. It was an actual filing cabinet of uh, of paper marketing materials, right? So direct mail letters that he had both written or things that he had collected from other people, advertisements, newspaper ads, and you know scripts for infomercials, like just all, all kinds of stuff that he considered his marketing swipe file. And he, he thought, you know, people would really love uh, to get their hands on this. And he ran it by uh, a friend of his. He's like, oh my God, like I would pay just to come over and like sift through that, that filing cabinet for an hour and make copies of whatever I saw. So, you know, light bulb goes off. He's like, great. I'm going to bundle all this stuff up and I'm going to offer it to my email list race, basically, as a um, uh, just a quick one-off product. You get all the photocopies of my, you know, the official Dan Kennedy swipe file. And he makes a quick six figures. And then he goes, okay, well, let's take this out to some of my friends that have email lists and let's make that offer to them too. And bam, you know, six figures off of off of most of those and makes multiple six figures. I don't know if it was quite seven figures. I don't think Dan Kennedy ever said specifically that it made a million dollars after that idea. I think it was several hundred grand was the impression that I got from the story. And it sounds amazing, right? So it's like, oh, just create this product and offer it to, to a, a group of people and, and Bob's your uncle, right? What gets left out of that story is all the years that Dan Kennedy spent investing into that audience, uh, that email list, right? Sending out high value content, making promises, and then delivering, building trust over time, you know, then he can release a product that capitalizes on the demand and trust that already exists. You know, if nobody knew who Dan Kennedy was, nobody cares about his swipe file. He doesn't make multiple six figures off that product. So let's look at another example, which is the rise of Substack and alternative journalism. And you take somebody like Glenn Greenwald. So he's an independent journalist now, but in the past, he contributed to some really big name outlets like The Guardian and The Washington Post, where he won a Pulitzer Prize. He goes on to found The Intercept. Now he publishes on Substack, which is a platform for paid newsletters, right? So we can, it's kind of like the written equivalent of what Apple is doing with paid uh, podcast subscriptions. And the estimates are, you know, obviously it's from the outside looking in. I don't think Greenwald has said this publicly, but estimates are that he has somewhere between 20 and 40,000 subscribers. It's probably more now. Each of them are paying at least five bucks a month because I think that's the minimum on Substack. So it puts his yearly earnings around $2 million if he keeps those subscribers, which if you know from you know uh, the online membership world, the average might be three to four months. Maybe it's longer when it's that low of a dollar amount and you do kind of literally forget that it's there. I've got a couple of people that I support on, on Substack. I don't even think about it anymore. I just, I read their stuff and it's just part of my ecosystem. So maybe people stick around for longer, but you know, I'm sure there's some churn there. So, you know, $2 million, $2 million a year to be an independent content creator. Sounds amazing. Now with podcasting kind of opening up this option for paid subscribers, we're going to see some similar success stories in that space. People coming out and go, oh, and I have, I have 10,000 subscribers to my podcast, the premium version of my podcast, and they're each paying five bucks a month. And we're like, holy cow, like that person's making you know, 600 grand a year, 50 grand a month uh, off of that, uh, off of that audience. Great. 
But here's my opinion. And this is what I want to talk about specifically. Paid subscriptions capitalize on existing demand. They don't carry the heavy lifting of creating new demand. So the question for us, you know, in the, this kind of coaching, consulting, speaking, author world that we live in is, should we jump into the world of paid subscriptions, whether that's on Substack or whether that's, you know, these Apple paid podcast subscriptions? And, sh- you know, should you offer like a free version of your podcast and then hold some of your content back behind a paywall? That's It's all the same thing, right? So paid subscriptions. And it, to me, it depends on whether you have an existing audience or not. You know, what we forget about folks like Glenn Greenwald, and I, I brought this up with Dan Kennedy, is that they've spent years, like, you know, writing for big name publications, going on TV, writing books, maybe speaking, you know, maybe speaking all across the country. In Dan Kennedy's case, he was on, at the time, the biggest speaking tour in the US. You know, like, I think his speaking slot was like after General Norman Schwarzkopf from Desert Storm. Um, he was speaking with Zig Ziglar and US presidents and like all these people, right? So we forget that people like that are doing these things that create demand. They create trust, they, they get them notoriety, they attract attention, they get their content in front of thousands, maybe even millions of people. So if you haven't done that yet, remember that the economics of paid subscriptions are, are different for smaller you know, experts that are kind of up and coming. And the, the economics of paid subscriptions just might not be in your favor. Uh, in my point of view, paid subscriptions are like harvesting a crop of of you know, wheat or something, oh, corn. I'm from, I'm from Nebraska. So let's say cornfields. So it's like harvesting corn that you've been growing all season, but harvesting doesn't plant new seeds. So the success stories that we're about to hear in this whole world of paid subscriptions, I bet if you watch carefully and you know to watch out for this, you'll, you'll ask yourself, I wonder if they already came to that paid subscription service already having audience. And I bet 95 to 99% of the time, the answer is yes. In other words, they are harvesting from the crop of fame and influence and demand that they've built up over the years. So let me do a quick aside. You know, what, what do I mean by demand? Well, demand is how much of you that people want. When there's more demand for you than supply, then you can harvest that demand in different ways. In other words, if there's just enough demand for you to just do one-on-one coaching and really nobody knows you outside of that, then you probably don't have enough demand to go launch a book or an online membership or something like that. If you have way more demand and you have way more people coming to you looking for help from you than you can ever possibly fulfill one-on-one or even maybe in group coaching, then you've got demand that you can cash in on in other ways. You can launch a book. You can launch an online membership like one of our clients just did and immediately brought in you know, multiple six figures a year in revenue off of a monthly membership. You can raise your speaking fees like one of our clients did by 40% in just a year and a half of starting her podcast. You can raise your individual one-on-one coaching fees, right? You can raise those 10, 15, 20, or 50% a year if you want to. You can launch things like certifications or, you know, big group coaching where your involvement is minimal, or maybe it's super leveraged. It's super scalable because you brought in staff coaches because you're so influential that people are okay with following your system, even if they don't get a ton of your time. Think about, you know, the, the coaching that you can get where Tony Robbins comes in for like a monthly call or something, right? People don't need Tony Robbins one-on-one because they're they're happy to pay for just the privilege of coming on to a call where he pops on for an hour and answers some questions. So those are all the things that you can do when the demand is way more than the supply of you. There's more demand than supply. But what if you don't have that level of demand yet? 
What if you're still in the phase, like most of you listening here, where you're still attracting an audience, you're still becoming micro-famous in your space, or maybe you're micro-famous in a small space, but you're looking to break out of that and become micro-famous in a new space. Then my advice to you is that you're in a different season. The season for you is probably a, a time to plant and not to harvest. You want to be planting seeds, not harvesting the demand you already have. And this is important because taking a, a detour into paid subscriptions can have consequences. When you release a harvesting type of product, when you don't have a high level of demand to cash in on, you, what you end up doing is putting a ton of effort into something that only a small portion of your audience signs up for, which means you're not going to be making Glenn Green, Greenwald money, right? You're not making $2 million a year off of your paid subscriptions, but you're committed like you are. <laughs> you're committed to this ongoing intensive content creation schedule all to deliver on the promise to your paid subscribers, even though you don't have enough paid subscribers to be making a great living. And that's really the risk, right? Because then what you inevitably have to do is you either have to stay committed or you have to publicly do a mea culpa and go, hey, we didn't have enough subscribers, uh, so I'm going to pull back on this and I'm going to do something different, which, you know, like it happens from time to time. It's all part of the process, uh, but it does suck. If you can, if you can avoid making a public promise that you have to go back on, it's much better for your level of influence in your space. So the way that I see it for most of the coaches, consultants, speaker, author, expert types that are in my world, if you're listening to this podcast and you're on your way, you're up and coming, you're an emerging thought leader. I see paid subscriptions as a poor strategic move for that group of people, not for everyone, but for that group of people. Uh, it's not that it's bad. It's not that paid subscriptions are bad or a poor strategic move overall. It's just for the most of the people in my audience, it's out of season, if that makes sense. If you're still on your way to becoming micro-famous in the space you want to be famous in, the harvest is coming down the road. But today, you're in the season of planting seeds and nurturing your crop. How do you do that? Create trust, attract people into your audience with your best content for free, like you do with your podcast, building real enduring influence by sharing your expertise, You know, building relationships with other influencers by having them onto your podcast and vice versa. All those things we talk about in the micro-famous system, it's all basically in that season of planting seeds and nurturing the crop so that the crop grows. What that does is it creates demand that you can harvest later, right? So at some point, it may be exactly the perfect thing for you to turn on a premium or paid level of your podcast or to launch an online membership program or some sort of leveraged group coaching where you bring in staff coaches, whatever that might look like for you. Those are all things that require there to already be demand then there more demand than there is supply. And a lot, and in some cases, if you're talking about like an online membership or a paid content, you know, subscription or something like that, where you need a lot of numbers to make the economics work, you need a lot of demand, way more demand than you have supply. So here's a good way to tell. So I'll give you an example. Uh, Jay Campbell, who I've used before, he's one of my favorite clients, and is a great example of what's going on here because the reason he launched a monthly membership that almost immediately generated multiple six figures a year in revenue is because he had already built the demand for him to in his space to the point where he was getting way more messages. You know, even though he's not super engaged on Instagram, he's getting people slide into DMs every day, asking for help, looking for coaching, looking for advice, looking for, you know, specific answers to their situation based on uh, his book, you know, looking for more, more in-depth information for their situation and things like that. Way, way, way more than he can handle. If you're not at that point, 
then you're probably not at the point where a paid subscription would make sense, right? Because the demand for you doesn't way exceed the supply of you. So that's that's kind of the first step is you've got to be in that position where you have so many emails, so many messages, so many DMs, so many texts, so many so many people reaching out, clamoring for your attention, your insight, your expertise, your time, that you're going, holy cow, like I just, there's got to be a different way to help these people. That's when you might want to look at a paid subscription or a monthly membership or one of these types of what I would call a harvesting type product that takes the demand that you can't fulfill through whatever you have to sell now and opens something up to them that requires less of your time, less of your energy and attention, but gives them massive value. That's to me is what you like an indicator, the best indicator of when it might be time to look at launching that type of a product that harvests demand that already exists is when you're getting more messages and there's people clamoring for your help and you just can't help them all. Until you're there, then you know you're in the season of planting seeds, nurturing your crop so that you get to that point where the demand way exceeds the supply of you. So that's what I've got for you today. If you are interested in launching a podcast, reach out to us. Just go to getmicrofamous.com. There's a little video there you can watch that gives you an overview of what we do with a button for a brainstorm call. And we can talk about what it looks like to work together. If you want to work on your branding, your, your strategy, and really brainstorm a powerful idea for a podcast that can cut through the noise and reach exactly the ideal clients that you want to take on. That's the kind of stuff I love to do. Even better if you are an expert, like a coach or a consultant that's in the professional services space and you're teaching other entrepreneurs how to do what you love to do. That is one of our bread and butter type of clients. I mentioned Jay Campbell. He is in the alternative health space. So he is more in the direct to consumer space. So if you're in that space, we might also be able to help you. It just depends on whether you have a really good defined niche and you have great intellectual content to share. So just reach out to us if you have any questions about launching a podcast, whether we might be able to help or not. Just go to getmicrofamous.com and we'll see you on the next episode of the show. 